revived. Conservatives were underserved for many years by traditional media. Progressives were slow to embrace new media, such as talk radio. People have never been happy with the news media, always blaming it for lying, misinforming, and being unfair to one side or the other. Thomas Jefferson expressed views on this subject that many people today no doubt would share. In an 1807 letter to John Norville, Jefferson wrote, To your request of my opinion of the matter in which a newspaper should be conducted so as to be most useful, I should answer by restraining it to true facts and sound principles only. Yet I fear such a paper would find few subscribers. It is a melancholy truth that a suppression of the press could not more completely deprive the nation of its benefits than is done by its abandoned prostitution to falsehood. Nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious by being put into that polluted vehicle. The real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge with the lies of the day. I will add that the man who never looks into a newspaper is better informed than he who reads them, inasmuch as he who knows nothing is nearer to truth than he whose mind is filled with falsehoods and errors. He who reads nothing will still learn the great facts, and the details are all false. Footnote Thomas Jefferson, from Thomas Jefferson to John Norville, 11 June 1807. National Archive. Founders Online. End footnote. The complaint that the news media has a built in bias is an old one, and there is truth in it. In Jefferson's day, newspapers were often owned by political parties and were very overt in their bias. Nowadays, the argument is that the major media has a liberal bias. The major media has long been based in cities where people tend to be more socially liberal. Additionally, people with a liberal disposition have tended to gravitate to journalism as a profession. Media consolidation also tended to make newspapers more liberal. In any town with more than one newspaper, one would usually be conservative, if only for competitive reasons. Partisan affiliation and ideological compatibility in editorials and news judgment, and among columnists, was one reason people subscribed to a particular paper. But as newspapers have closed, those with a conservative bent have tended to be the first to go, because they were usually the afternoon papers. Those with no competition tend toward bland mushiness when it comes to politics. Radio and television news coverage always tended to be more even handed, because news presentation focused on breaking stories for which audio or video was available. It didn't lend itself to commentary or editorializing. Moreover, there was a government rule called the Fairness Doctrine that required both sides to be present when political endorsements were made or opinions expressed. But the main effect of this rule was to discourage the presentation of any opinions at all, rather than waste precious airtime presenting alternative viewpoints. In 1987, the Fairness Doctrine was abolished. Many rue this day as the one when fairness itself began to disappear from the media. But the Fairness Doctrine never applied to the print media, and it was already clear by 1987 that cable, 
CNN went on the air in 1980, was ushering in a new era of news coverage. It was untenable to maintain restrictions on over-the-air media that didn't apply to print publications or cable. It's likely that if the Fairness Doctrine hadn't been repealed, it would have been struck down by the courts. It is indisputable, however, that abolition of the Fairness Doctrine gave rise to talk radio. Developments in the radio market were also critical. The AM band had been suffering for years, as the FM band was better suited to music. Rush Limbaugh was the first to recognize that the end of the Fairness Doctrine meant he could do an entire show devoted to nothing but expressing his opinions, of which he had many, all strongly felt and vigorously expressed. The AM band was well-suited to talk, which was also cheaper than employing disc jockeys to curate music selections. It's